Is this recording? This time. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot, and we did almost an entire hour with our guest, Andrew Brooks, and I forgot to record enable Sean's track. <laughs> yeah, so this is the loudest you're going to hear me throughout the entire episode, but... We decided to release it anyway because it's a really cool conversation about how Andrew got started in comedy and his improv uh, history and whatnot. So we think you should hear it anyway, but you're just gonna have to real you're gonna have to squint your ears <laughs> to hear everything I say in the background. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> um, and it is a bonus episode because after this mistake, we then. Uh, just for you listeners, recorded another episode with <laughs> Andrew Brooks. So you could hear all three of us. Um, so thanks for listening to both. If you do, uh, if you do listen to this one, it's going to end very abruptly at the moment where I realized I'm an idiot and was not recording Sean. So uh, without further ado, here is your bonus episode with uh, two and a half of the <laughs> of the of the podcast uh, participants, um, uh, but if it's a little unbearable, just listen to episode twenty nine. It's a it's another full podcast and conversation with Andrew Brooks, and uh, enjoy. Um, Damianopoulos. It's a very special episode. <laughs> um, we uh, are sure that you're sick of hearing us whining about bombing, so we're trying to uh, <laughs> bring some people who are more experienced than us and uh, um, to make it less boring. <laughs> um, so uh, for today, we wanted someone who uh, always kills it uh, at the open mics and is always makes it fun to hang. Um, but they weren't available, so tonight we have An <laughs> tonight we have Andrew Brooks. Hi, <laughs> welcome. I know that was a lot <laughs> to start out with. I was like, "Is this for me?" <laughs> wow. It was. It was nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm here for this very special episode. <laughs> welcome, host welcome. Of the Alphabet Soup podcast. That's me. I do okay. host that. You can okay. listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts: Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, yes. wherever you wherever you get those. You gotta plug yeah, get them while they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have, you have about a thirty second window. Get in everything. Uh -huh. you <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can at Andrew Brooks Comedy. It's whatever. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I'm for coming. excited. <laughs> um, you're definitely one of our favorites at the open mic. We've been say going. That. Other people might listen. <laughs> no, say it. Say I said it. one. One of. I've already <laughs> pissed off a lot of people. Don't worry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I did say one of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Um, we did talk a few weeks ago about the Halloween show, and we didn't talk about anybody's names. Because we don't know who wants to be affiliated or associ <laughs> associated with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure anybody would love a shout out as long as it's good. Care. Yeah. Right. Right. So are you talking about the Hackoween show or are you talking about. Hackoween, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, or yeah. The mic. Right. But specifically, we did talk about um, 
the where you were Kinnison. Yeah, so that was this fun. is Kinnison. If, yes, if any of you had listened to that episode, this is this I didn't. Kinnison. <laughs> yeah, I was Sam Kinnison. Indeed. I'll fucking I'll name them all. <laughs> Audrey Marsh hosted as Gilbert Gottfried. And yeah, we then, hope to have her on too. So. Really? You think you're gonna get Audrey? She said she might. She said she might. Yeah, might. <laughs> no, she might. I don't know. Yeah. Audrey, I love Audrey. She's, she's awesome. The best. She's awesome. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah, that heck. Oh, don't hate on my boy Kyle. Kyle. He's the only person that listens to the podcast. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he's probably the only person that's heard every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, I think I think we have two Kyles. I think we have two Kyles. Ziegler listens to Ziegler. So. Ziegler yeah. will listen to podcast. It's crazy yeah. to make us. I've talked about it before. I won't. I can't. I can't <laughs> listen to podcasts of people I know. <laughs> well, <can't> talk. <laughs> Well, I listened to yours, and the reason I was cool with fucking with you up top is because I bought new jeans because of you. You bought new jeans because of me? I did, because you shamed, you shamed my, my pants <laughs> on, on, two, <laughs> on two separate occasions. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It was, I mean, you weren't wrong, so. <laughs> no, I'm, I know I wasn't, but <laughs> it doesn't make what I did right. <laughs> You bought new jeans because of the podcast, or because I just not because I of the came podcast. Up to you and I was like, "Yo, why are you rocking this 2002 <laughs> Rockwear Echo fucking baggy ass?" <laughs> well, no, see, pants. see, that's a third time because the first time it was it was Carpenter jeans. Oh yeah, that's and right. Then, and then the second time hammer? was Dad jeans, the Dad jeans. So so now this is a third time. <laughs> do the ones you bought fit? They do. They do. That's good. That's good. <laughs> they do. You know, there's like slim fit and athletic fit for I'm, the. Plus I guess size boys. I'm trying to hide. Trying to hide what? Try, trying to hide your cock? some shit. <laughs> <sighs> I have nothing for that. <laughs> That's a resounding yes. <laughs> right, dude? Gray sweatpants? I look like a woman. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, truly, yeah, we... we You quickly became one of our favorites. Well, thank you. Um... At, at the open mics, um, where, I guess, did you start with comedy? Uh, like, wanting wanting to do it, getting into it? Like, Well, let's travel back. <laughs> this is, is going to be the whole podcast. <laughs> this is a long one. Um, I we, was always a performative <laughs> child. Alrighty. And my just over Thanksgiving, my, my grandparents and my mother brought up there was like one time I, we were at a family event and I start I stood on this bench in front of everybody and started just making up stories about my relatives. <laughs> and I was like, not six. <laughs> and so it started early and I got into theater as a kid. I started doing local produ- productions in in York and I would do stuff at, at like the York Little Theater and then I did one or two things at Dream Rights when I was really young before we had like school plays and then high school i was still doing acting i was still doing stuff on stage and and shows and having fun and i would i would take um the acting classes and in the acting class which was run by great teacher mr hodge he my first class the first class of the day of my first semester of high school, my freshman year, was theater arts. And he, that year, 
decided to destroy his entire curriculum <laughs> and base it around long form improvisation. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so the only thing he kept from the previous year was, or the previous years was um, the breaking down barriers unit, which is this dumb acting bullshit where you got to be like emotional in front of people. So fucking it's <laughs> 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 so it was a lot but if it, it works yeah. mm-hmm. the issue is like i said it was my first class of the day <laughs> <laughs> and you would go in and for the first week these girls would be like oh, my uncle raped me <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> legitimately i'm not like it was a lot of sexual assault (laughs) and i was yawning (laughs) so if they saw me yawn i looked like an asshole like yeah my uncle did too (laughs) get over it bitch like if they saw me yawning it was bad if they saw me right after i yawned i'm crying (laughs) because i'm yawned (laughs) So my eyes are watering. So I either look like the biggest asshole or like everybody's story is really connecting with me. And then after that, we started doing long form improv. He started by teaching us short form stuff. And the difference between the two short form is whose line is it anyway? Okay. So that's okay. It's games that you play where you have like predetermined characters or it's just like a, son, a silly fun game. So he started and he taught us that for a little bit. And then one day he comes in and he's like, everything I just taught you, those are warm-ups. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then we moved into long form, which is where you're on stage 30 yeah. minutes an hour. So and I don't even like, know what that is. I don't yeah. Seen. You get a suggestion and then you do an entire show. Jeez. Just uh, based yeah. off of that. So I started doing that 14. And I still do it now at the Harrisburg Improv Theater. Mm-hmm. So it's been 10 years. Yeah. Of improv experience, long form improv. Wow! So I started doing that in high school, and we did a lot. We would put a show on every at least once a month for the public, where parents and friends and everybody could come out, and it was all the teams, and we'd do twenty, thirty minutes each, and we'd do a show, and we'd get off, and everybody had a good time, and that was great. We started doing that, and it was going so well that we started doing uh, uh, improv festivals, and we would go up to like DCM which is the big one. It's the Del Close Marathon, which was run by the Upright Citizens Brigade. And we'd head up to New York, just a bunch of teenagers on the team, and we'd do shows in the theaters. And it was a fun time. We you know, really got into it. And then you know, high school comes to an end, as it always does, <laughs> unless you're that one kid that OD'd on heroin in my school. <laughs> <laughs> Central was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they they didn't teach us not to do drugs. They just taught us how to ration. <laughs> um, we high school comes to an end, and my mother, my mother goes, "Can you fucking do something?" Here's a Groupon for the first level class at this at the Harrisburg Improv Theater, and you'd have to go through all the levels to be on a house team, and then you could do whatever the fuck you want. Blah blah blah. So I started doing that about eighteen nineteen continue with it um and then around 19 i'm doing improv and i'm like you know what i want to try stand up <laughs> so i go to the harrisburg comedy zone yeah. for the first time and i get put on put on last this is my first open mic ever sure and i expected it i didn't know fuck all about <laughs> how like early days of comedy worked it's kind of i think it's better now with all the 
internet stuff that we have with comics and showing how the actual process works but for a long time it was just like specials would come out and you'd be like i guess that's just what it is right it's not at all like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like at all i mean i'm older i'm 28 i mean i didn't start till 28 mm-hmm. I'm 29 now yeah i didn't even it never even occurred to me that you could just do that yeah. Like, I just yeah. Thought, like, Chris Rock just got, you know, you're Chris Rock now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I knew open mics existed, but past that. I didn't know anything, like, the, how shows work. It's just, it, pretty much any comedy show you go see, it's like eight people on the fucking show. You're like, what the fuck? I thought it was just one person. And then you find out that those people filming specials have openers at that show. And you're like, what's going on? It's so smoke and mirrory. It's yeah. so weird. Um, so I go to my first open mic and I don't, f- I don't fuck all. And with improv, there's a clock on the wall and they go, you, you've t- 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And you go, okay, it's 10 Oh two. We get off at 10 32. And usually they'll black you out when you get a big pop at the end. Mm. If you're right around like the 30 minute mark, you get a big laugh. They black the lights out. You get off stage. It doesn't matter because you're just improv anyway. So it's not like it, it doesn't matter when you stop. So yeah. Like, you don't have anything planned. They're not stepping on an ending because you don't know the ending yet or you yeah. don't have one. That's yeah. What, okay. So they'll just, well, once like, you get close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Pretty it is pretty nice. It would be like, nope, you're done. Yeah, I'm that. I I carry that from improv into my sets. That's like the other say. night, the my last show that I did, it was at a winery, and I had like probably five more minutes, and I get this huge laugh, and I went good night. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> it's not getting better. And I got the fuck out of there. I had gotten the light. I was like, I'm good, y'all. There was a huge pop. I'm out. <laughs> so with improv, you just they black you out. You're done. You go. There's a clock on the wall. So I show up to an open mic, and I don't see a clock. And I'm like, how does this work? How do I know when I'm done? Because I don't know if like this is actually five minutes or no. And I walk up to somebody sitting at the table. I won't <laughs> say who it is because it doesn't paint them in a good light. <laughs> but I go, so is there like a clock? How do I how do I know when I'm done? They're like, you get the light, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I felt like so shitty. And then I, you know, I wait all night. I sit in the room all night, yeah. which don't, <laughs> don't do that. I, we, we do like never. Don't. Yeah. It's not a good idea. I don't do it now. No, if you, if you watch the issue with sitting in the room and watching at an open mic is everybody goes up before you especially if you're not early yeah. mm-hmm. if you see somebody who you really like or you know is really good and they bomb all you think about is you bombing that's a good point and it does not help <laughs> <laughs> if you like, go in not I don't know, knowing so, so, anything it's way better sometimes me. sometimes though, I'm like oh well I know he's really fucking good and that he didn't do quite good so it kind of makes me feel a little better like yeah, like even someone who's like super, it out. right, right, <laughs> true. <laughs> it's just just like going up there fresh, not knowing. For me, at least, right. not knowing the fucking like how the room is helps me. Okay, go up with confidence, which is usually the big differentiator in how your set goes. For sure, it's just like <laughs> I know it. I'm gonna do it. We're gonna have fun, and you just go up and you do it, and you send it. You full send it. So even all the people that have been quiet all night get into it, and yeah, I don't. That's why I don't watch now. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I'm sitting in the room the whole night waiting to go up on blast out of 40. It was like that then. Yeah, it was it was the same as it is now. Probably more people. And I go up and I tell this story about shitting myself. <laughs> and it's a killer fucking bit. Like when I tell friends, people I've known for a while, oh my they stop breathing. Like I've it's <laughs> it's killed in conversation and I go up and I tell it to absolutely nothing <laughs> to nothing. I get no, I, I'm just standing on stage telling everyone how I shit myself. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. And yes. Yeah. Like having to wait like five minutes for them to, <gasps> to stop. Like <laughs> nothing, I get nothing. And it, even after I'd started, coming back so after that night i was like i don't know if this is for me everybody seems to just be a fucking asshole and they don't care about anybody and like it's not a fun environment and so young i'm 19 i'm still a soft boy now and at 19 i i didn't know what the fuck was going on so i i feel cold and alone and i'm like i'm not and so i stuck to improv for like another three years and then I started right before I came back right before I turned 21 or 22. I was still 21. And I in I had done one other open mic in those 3 years and it was down in Baltimore and it was pretty much the same thing. I'd actually written uh, bits. It wasn't a story. It was it was stuff I wanted to try. I got put on last. No one was listening. They were literally talking louder than me at the <laughs> bar and I was like, "See, they're all just- they're all just fucking cunts. <laughs> and was, you know, so I didn't do it after that. And then in COVID, in lockdown, somebody had posted in the improv uh, Slack chat uh, or channel that somebody was putting together a mixed media like open mic show. Anybody could sign up. They were just looking for people to do stuff so that they had something to do during COVID. Somebody that ran a local theater. And I did that twice. I did that twice. I signed up. They were like, you get 15 minutes. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You get 15 minutes. I'm not a comic. I don't have five. I have to write 15 minutes. And I'm so inexperienced. I'm like, I got it. (laughs) And the first one goes great. Like it, I asked the people, I'm like, keep your microphones on so I can hear the laughs. I've learned more about stand-up just from podcasts and YouTube and everything at that point. So I'm like, leave your mics on so I can hear you laugh so I know it's good. But I'm still, like, way too confident to have 15 minutes. (laughs) And I do it, and it goes all right. Like, it goes pretty well. And then I do it again, and I just remember telling one bit that I was, like, unsure of. I was like, I don't know. I don't really have a punchline for it. But I, I was having such a good time that I was like, we're going to do it anyway. And then it ate shit <laughs> on Zoom. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I, I, I think it just got to be too much. They didn't do it again. But once the restrictions started lifting, I was like, it just it kind of started eating away at me. I was like, I think I want to go. I think I want to do stand-up again. I think I want to actually. And, I, and th- just through time and COVID especially, I watched thousands of hours of just comics talking about being comics and how comedy worked and i ended up taking a second city class online for just intro to comedy writing so it's one of their intro classes and it's um sketch writing monologue writing uh, character monologue writing i should say and then 
there was another unit. I can't remember what that one was. And then there was um late night uh, uh, monologue joke writing. So our teacher and our teacher was a writer for Conan. So mm-hmm. he was about it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, it was legit credits. It's a good class. We get to that unit and he's like, you've got 15 minutes. And he's teaching us. I, I realized at that point that I had just consumed too much about comedy yeah. because he's explaining what a setup is. And I go, what do we fucking eight? Yeah. Right. What do you mean? You don't know what a setup is. <laughs> and he, we go through the unit. He does the teaching and he's like, all right, I'm going to give you guys 15 minutes. Just look at headlines on CNN, Fox, NPR. I don't care. Just look at headlines, write jokes about them, write a joke in 15 minutes. So I wrote three. And we come back after the 15 minutes and he's going around. He's like, anybody that has a joke, just jump in. And people are, everybody but me was like, well, I had this idea. Uh, maybe something like this and mm. it go with that. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Right. What are you, so like an asshole, <laughs> I go, if I have a joke, can I just say it? <laughs> and he goes, if you have a joke, like it's never happened before. And that extra I, credit? Yeah. And I tell the joke and it has not aged well. And it, it was fine. Like it was just a headline I saw. So the headline, it was right when, um, uh, this is like, I don't know, two weeks after George, George Floyd and the Antifa stuff with Trump happened. If you remember that. Trump was trying to label them a, a terrorist organization. Yeah. And the headline I saw, pretty much it was like, um, Trump's trying to label Antifa a terrorist cell, even though they've never hurt anyone, mm-hmm. which is up for debate now. <laughs> <laughs> so I see that, and I, I write a joke. And the joke, I say it, <clears throat> it's just Trump's trying to label Antifa a terrorist organization, even though they've never hurt anyone which is like calling Trump University a school, even though it's never educated anyone. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's yeah. Set up, punchline. Solid. It's a joke. Yeah. And my teacher goes, it's a little long, but it'll play. And I was like, fucking, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and we do, you know, I did that class and I had a lot of fun with the joke writing. I had wrote like two other jokes. That's the one I went with because I had the most confidence in it. I had writ- I wrote another one. Um <laughs> That never works. And it pisses me off to no end. Uh, it was very like uh, Weekend Update. Netflix had come out, or Ben and Jerry's had come out with a Netflix original ice cream called Netflix and Chilled. And I saw that and I was like, Netflix has come out with its first Netflix original ice cream flavor, Netflix and Chilled. It's also the first ice cream whose primary ingredient is protein. <laughs> that's a really good joke. Yeah, it never works. I don't think, uh, that's, like a, that's a smart joke. Well, really, I, when I wrote it and down, it smart. said come, and then I was like, this is for late night, and I like scribbled it out and I wrote protein. That's, <laughs> that's probably why people don't get it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a song. little too thinky. Yeah. If it was like club comedy, come would be the way to go with <laughs> that joke, but because I've, it was supposed to be late night. I've noticed that. Um, so, uh, at least as far as some of mine, sometimes I will be afraid that I'm t- leading them there too much. Yeah, you don't want them but to then get it, ahead of it. Right, but then also times I feel like it just landed flat because they are n- they didn't quite get there. So it's hard to find that balance of how to actually bring them there without making it too obvious. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to be like, get it? 
<laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes they're just stupid. <laughs> sometimes they're just a lot. Like the Fair times enough. that I've hosted at the zone, that Central Pennsylvania audience is special, dude. <laughs> they're just stupid. So I have that bit about not our listeners. You, you all are geniuses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I have that bit about we humans forget their animals. Mm-hmm. I got head from a vegan one time, and she swallowed, <laughs> which is where the joke should end. Right. And I did it at the zone, and I got I said swallowed nothing, and I went, "That's an animal byproduct," and got a huge pop. Right, and I was like, right. "Oh, you're dumb. <laughs> you're just dumb." <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That one I had the backup. I was like, "Here it is." Hey guys, ha ha. Here's the punchline. Explaining it, it made me so mad. <laughs> I ended on it too. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes they're just dumb that's good so (laughs) that makes me feel a little better so yeah it's not always i think it's a weird thing with with a place like this like central pennsylvania uh, place i'm sure it's like this in most of the country midwest south east coast when you're not in major metropolitan areas new york la chicago boston when you're not there those audiences are primed for comedy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so baked into the culture of like nightlife and the city that it's a thing they think about doing. So they'll or go and like, yeah, around here it's like a big event. It's like yeah. we're going out to a comedy show. They have so many clubs in somewhere like New York that you're at Caroline's tonight. You're at the cellar tomorrow. It's they're just primed for comedy. Yeah. So they when he's like all bored. Well, let's go to Caroline's. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. just it's, they're yeah, so. You're like, let's check the zone. It's a date night. We're gonna put on a button up. Like it's a an event here. They're not primed in New York, especially the people that do it regularly. They're so primed for comedy that when when you're telling a bit, I feel like when you're telling a bit in a place like that, they'll laugh at the setup stuff yeah. more because mm-hmm. they know that you're just doing comedy. Like they know what to look for when a stand-up's on stage. Here, it's. It's not baked into the culture. So they're like, you set a punch. They just expect like Jerry Seinfeld every night. So sometimes you got to walk them to it. It's a whole comedy. (laughs) So I I take the class. Restrictions lift. It's nagging away at me. And I go, I think I should go to a mic. And the only one I knew about was the zone. But because of the previous experience I'd had, I was like, maybe not start there. (laughs) So I I look um you know on Facebook Instagram trying to find information about other open mics are there any yeah, yeah. and I find Phantom Power Millersville and I go there and I had I think I had written pretty much all race material yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was mostly I'm race sure it material did really well. it well it actually <laughs> it wasn't bad yeah. I, I had it was subversive which was the fun stuff for me I was uh. One of the bits was, see if I can remember it. First night there, I go on stage and I'm like, uh, I, it's a bit about birthday parties. I don't understand birthday parties. The average American lifespan in this country is 69 and a half, which really makes 12 look like nothing. Unless you're one of my black friends. <laughs> and in which case I will show up to that birthday party 
because it could be the last one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then you, I get that reaction. Right, it's like right, the whole right. oh, boy. <laughs> and I go, look, I'm not saying it to be shocking or mean. I'm saying it because it's the world we live in. I should be able to buy my black friend a hoodie without worrying about him getting shot. And right, he should be right. able to buy me bed sheets without worrying they'll become a costume. <laughs> and that gets a big, and that's the first night I'm there. I do that bit. <laughs> and then I just talk shit on my Southern family. I did, it was like, like every time we go to Christmas, uh, uh, their racism in the South is different. Up North, it's very like behind closed doors. Down there, they're proud of it. It works its way into like children's stories. Every time I go for Christmas, um, they'll read the night before Christmas and they get the whole way through the story and it's fine. They get the whole way through and it's normal and then they get to the end and they go, and to all have a good night, except the illegals. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I've never heard this one. Must be the King James version. I do the, those are the bits I show up with. It's like very <laughs> and um one of the hosts, Jared, he's like, keep coming back. He's being real nice, and everybody was so nice. Mm -hmm. At that mic, yeah. they were so supportive. And I got laughs, which probably helped, but I've seen people go up their first time at Miller's Film, bomb, and everybody's still like, it's okay, it happens. Yeah. Right. Like, it's For a sure. very supportive room, and then from there, I was like, well, this is it. I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. And slowly but surely, it just started working a rotation of more open mics in and going to different rooms going back to the zone, then becoming a host at the zone. <laughs> going from you get the light, you fucking idiot, to being a regular host at the zone. And, yeah, that's about where we're at now. And you're saying, you get the light, you fucking idiot. Yeah, now I say to people, <laughs> it is a fun thing when you get to be mean to people. Like, you, you can have, you're like, I do well, I can fucking shit on you. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. You've got it. That's That's been our experience, um, with uh phantom power it being welcoming and us being like really unsure of it ourselves and getting room to start with yeah for sure we um uh this podcast is we actually started it just before and we wanted it to lead up to our first open mic and then kind of document so we kind of started by going to uh harrisburg comedy zone just to watch and see what it's see what it's even about <laughs> yeah, did kyle talk about that when he was on when he about how you're, you do the podcast about the Harrisburg Comedy Zone. You're like, oh my god, they're all so polished. I know, <laughs> yeah. And we've we've come to uh, to to reconcile that perception. But uh -huh. at at at, <laughs> at first glance, when you've never done it and you just go yeah, to watch, yeah. you're like, oh you're my just god, enamored by the room. Right, right, right. Great night. I, I guess. Nobody's polished there. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. God no. Yeah, I feel much better about going up there now. <laughs> but at the time, it seemed so. It seemed it uh, intimidating. And then we learned about the fan, uh, Phantom Power, and then we went and watched there once, and we we're like, I think this is the place to start. Mm -hmm. it, it felt much is. better, it's and so it's so nice there. Audrey was like, "Hey, so a comedy open mic." Meanwhile, we've like been listening to podcasts for like three years. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say anything. We know exactly what this is. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna. We don't. We're not gonna cancel you guys. Like, <laughs> we're not gonna record. Chill. <laughs> we know. We get it. You're working on bits. <laughs> the scariest bits for me are the vulnerable ones. Yeah. Those are always where I'm like, is it gonna be funny? Or are they gonna get to see who I am as a person? <laughs> 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 Which one is it? <laughs> Those are the scariest. Can I have yeah. Both? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is both when it works, but yeah, yeah. but 
But when it's funny, you get the weird feeling of like validation. Yep. We're like, okay, everybody's on board. It's fine. Uh, but when those bits work out, when they when they work, oh god, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, For sure. Oh, I took something I actually care about and think about, and I've used it for the craft. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Like all the. <laughs> I think even the Sex in the City bit I was doing was, yeah. was that, where I was like, I don't know. I added to it for that show. Nice. It's just so much fun to do. I was just in the moment and I, I, talking about Sex in the City, and I started doing the thing where I'm like, I brought up Samantha. I'm like, Samantha's the whore of the group, if you don't know. And I wish I could empower myself through sexuality like she does, but I'm such a carry. <laughs> it's just so much fun. <laughs> Uh, just funny, even if it doesn't get a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got a laugh. It was a lot of middle-aged white women there at a winery. Uh, that's the place. <laughs> that's the place to do it. Yeah, dude. I, I was like, I'm doing the Sex in the City bit. <laughs> well, as far as the show went, <laughs> might have been <laughs> that show was. Uh, that show was. It was pretty fifty-fifty. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, it, I'm. In, I'm in, or I'm like excited to like do some form of a real show. It's very fun. But and after hearing you were you were saying about how it's like so much easier. Whoa! <laughs> when you get a good room, yeah. That first, because my first show, I got booked for a Phantom Power uh, showcase. Okay. And they're like, you get seven. I'm um, cool. I normally only get five. I'm not gonna complain. Seven right. is great. Yeah, absolutely. I'll absolutely do seven. And at this point, I'm gonna sound like a cunt. Saying this, <laughs> I've been doing it. I started in September, no October. I started in October, and this is like June. So October, November, December, it's like eight months, January, eight. February, March, April, May, June. Oh, May. It's got to be before that because I just hit a year. I don't know. It's somewhere around. It's getting warmer. The lights out longer. That's what I remember. I don't remember the day. Actually, I can look it up on my phone. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I know exactly when it was. I'm fucking dunce. Um, but I get booked for that show, seven minutes. I've been doing it for a little bit. So I get to take all the months of working on the bits and just doing it for no fucking reason. Because I'm just at open mics. I don't have prospects. I don't have shows. that I'm right. getting, I have nothing to get ready for. So I'm, I'm just putting it out into the ether for no fucking reason. So I'm really excited to have a like a point to the comedy. Right. What's that like? <laughs> Dude, it's great. <laughs> uh, and then I I go to the show and it was a, it was a great room. Let's see, yeah, I was right. It was June, June twelfth. Okay, so yeah, eight months. Wow, holy shit, time flies. It started speeding up after that because I started getting booked more. <laughs> Um, so I do the show. It's a, a great room. They're ready and willing to laugh. Mm-hmm. It's not sold out or anything, but we've got a good amount of people. I don't know, maybe 30, 40 right around there. The front's pretty filled out. Mm-hmm. I start doing the bits. Very nervous, mm-hmm. but stage and nerves are not a problem for me yeah. because of all the previous like theater and improv. Right. When I get nervous, it's just a normal feeling. Yeah. So I'm like, I know how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. It's just take it, use it as energy. The thing we learned in acting. It's like you feel nervous, just turn it into energy. And do the bits. It's just it starts going great. It starts. (laughs) I remember for that show, I was gonna end on this story about 
matching with a girl on Tinder who was hiding that she was a paraplegic. <laughs> yeah, I, I've worked on it a little bit too and changed it here and there. Um, I was going to end on that because it's a good bit. I love it. And I'm standing there like thinking about my set, nervous before the show. And behind me, I hear... And I turn around, it's a girl in a wheelchair. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> Not the first one! <laughs> no! You couldn't give me... So I cut it. I was like, shit! <laughs> so I cut it. I was like, I'm not doing this the first time. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. Just give me some experience, please. <laughs> so I, I do the rest of the act, and it goes, great, get off stage. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't do it. <laughs> she She rolls up to me afterwards, that girl in the wheelchair, and she's like, hey, I watch a lot of comedy. And immediately I'm like, oh, fucking, you know, <laughs> okay, lady, you watch a lot of comedy. Yeah, you're a pro. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm like immediately put off. She's like, you're really good. You've got it. I see a lot of comedy. Whatever it is, you you got it in you. And I go, oh, thank you. You know, I'm cordial, nice. I'm like, I, well, I really appreciate that. I'm glad you came out and enjoyed it. And she's like, yeah. Some of these people, huh? <laughs> but you, you got it. And I go, oh, thank you. Still like, fuck it. yeah, whatever, lady. Somebody else knew her, and I'm telling this story to them, and they go, oh, yeah, she's friends with Colin Quinn. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> she, oh, she does know what she's talking <laughs> right. about. They're like, yeah, she she lived in New York for a long time and got real into the comedy scene. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> she probably would have loved your bit. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. Is she, t- she probably would have been into it. Yeah. <laughs> but she probably... The, she the thing that... No, I don't... Yeah, Colin Quinn is <laughs> her friend. No, she wouldn't have been. I think the issue that I worried about was everybody else. Because I can piss right, off right, one right. audience member and not give a fuck, well, but... Everybody else would have been like, "Is she laughing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you don't see like white people at black shows. Because yeah, yeah. they're like, "Am I allowed to laugh at this?" <laughs> so, god damn, that was so much fun. I got off stage, I went outside, and I just I was like, "Yeah, did a little dance," and then. Yeah, the thing we talked about is that it moves your your goalposts and your expectations. Yeah. When you go from that energy of like not comics, <laughs> people that want to laugh, they've paid for a show, they're like, "Make me laugh." Yeah. And you crush. And then you go back to the open <laughs> mic. <laughs> You're like, "This sucks." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... I mean, I had like a little taste of that the other night when there's like Random girls showed up up at Phantom Power. Oh, yeah, the nubile like, teens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because uh, you were like, that's the first time that dick and sheets bit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, uh, it's the second time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing it because it worked once. That's comedy. That's comedy in a nutshell. <laughs> well, I realized that it's about my name and it's hack. Like, it is hack. Sure, but you got a but, funny name. Yeah, I mean, if it's a bunch of people that don't know who gives a f- <laughs> I, I, right. I gotta at least say something. But, uh, no, and I, I never did that. I feel like a piece of shit. Why? Because I never had that five of like, here's who I am. Hi, I'm a comedian. It's hard to like. It does feel weird. 
Yeah, and that's true. It, it still feels weird about the, uh, front of a bunch of people. That they did at Harrisburg. Didn't you have to like show yes. them your ID? I was, like, I was <laughs> going to let them believe it was fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the was like, oh yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, some fucking some somebody wearing dick and sheets on here, and you were yeah. Andrew was like, yeah, that guy sucks. You <laughs> <laughs> like, were standing right next to me, and I was like, that guy <laughs> fucking like, sucks. Do I even bother saying something? Like, yeah, he like switched you spots and, and <laughs> yeah, so it worked out. Like, fucking did he put you up first or did he give you like Damien? Okay. Yeah, I went. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It is what yeah, catch yeah. catch that audience early. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forty comics in, they are not happy no, people. Yeah. No. I was gonna say after that night that I did like well. Hmm. Fucking went up and got buried up in the zone, and it was like, oh yeah, so this is what this is. That's just, yep, that's <laughs> what being new is. Set, just didn't get anything. God, okay. it's only been a little more than a year now for me, which that's a whole weird thing in its own right, because most comics, I don't know if you guys ever met Danny Hux. No, he no. moved to he moved back to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and he had lived there previously, but he was up here and he was a local comic up here and everybody knew him. Fucking hilarious. God, that guy was great. He was so nice to me. He was a regular at the zone, but he was so nice to me. And I, I remember, I remember I did a bit, <laughs> I remember, um, I did a bit, a, a fat bit. And this is when I was really big too. Um, I did a fat bit about why thin people can't get fat. Like it's always annoyed me when I hear thin people say shit like I'm a fat person at heart yeah, yeah. and then I can eat a whole pizza by myself. I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's way more to this. So I, did a, I wrote a whole, it's like a five minute bit. It is a big bit. And I did it at the zone and it murdered like howls. And I got off and he was like, have a, fuck did you figure this out so quickly <laughs> which i've gotten a good bit of and it feel like an asshole saying it but it made me so nervous because <laughs> i was like i don't a, i don't want to get a big head and be like i'm fucking i got it <laughs> and right. just ruin it but when just people like i did the bit and i walked outside i was shaking from the just the pure energy and raw force that I had put into it because it was going so well and it just I did the thing a comic's supposed to do. Yeah. Where you just you know your bits, but then you get into the energy, you get into the moment and you do it and you give back to the audience and it's a cyclical weird yeah. energy thing. And I did the thing and I'm get off five minutes. I'm shaking. And I just want to go outside and blast a cigarette by myself. And people followed me out to talk to me. And I had to be like, mm-hmm, thank you. Go away. Was, I already got the validation from you. Yeah, go I away. Like, I, don't I, think fucking, I know I did well. Go away. And I think that that mic shifted everything a little bit for me. Because from that point, most of the people, even the old heads and the regulars were like, okay, he's He's good. Yeah. He's got it. And I, I feel weird saying it because you're not supposed to be cool as a comic. And I don't right. think it really makes me cool. I was talking about being fat. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But doing it, only being a year in, is. I know it's a rare thing. It's a weird thing to handle this with tact. Yeah. Because yeah. could, it could just come off cunty-ish. Yeah. <laughs> but 
it still it is not normal for people to like a year in be a host at the comedy zone yeah, even in right, this area for sure, for sure. obviously it happens and there are like the grades which i'm not one of yeah. <laughs> but yeah you're not coming off kanye like no like you're uh, yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't come off that way yeah and but, and but we you have like your eddie your eddie murphy's where right. like 22 he has a special yeah. i'm right. not that person <laughs> clearly but i like anybody most <laughs> comics, it takes like a year, two years to figure out how to get one laugh. Start. Yeah, like it's not easy. It's not an easy thing. And a year in, the only thing that could save me in this situation is the 10 years in improv. Yeah. I have 10 years of improv in my back pocket right. of just being on a stage for comedy's so sake. You don't even have to work on stage, yeah, like that. All of that, all of that's there. Yeah. The nervousness. Right. All of it. I didn't even have microphone problems, which isn't a thing in improv. Yeah, right. I, I just done so much improv that the stage presence wasn't a problem, and then I consumed so much comedy right. <laughs> that I had a I had a wealth of knowledge going in. Right. So it was, I was fine yeah. starting out, and now it's just I remember being like before getting booked, being like, "Wow, they put me up." 26th at the zone i'm moving up in the world <laughs> wow i got 12 they must think i'm good <laughs> it's just, oh god my first time i went up 15th but i think it's because they maybe thought i was the other damien because I, I just wrote damien so yep. they probably thought i was yep. the other <laughs> i was like that's not gonna happen and it hasn't since <laughs> i'm gonna start doing i'm gonna write mike and then in parentheses, Andrew Brooks, parentheses, <laughs> O'Donnell. <laughs> Real small. <laughs> yeah, we're we're six months in at this point, and I'm just now getting to the point where I'm starting. I'm not there yet, but starting to feel a little more comfortable up there. <laughs> like, and, then, and that's I, I mean, the a little bit of a break too. Right. Right. But that that's been my biggest issue is getting comfortable. Comfortability. Comfortable. I mean, I still yeah. struggle with it. Right. Comfortability is the thing that's probably going to take the longest, right? With anyone, even mm-hmm. the greats, I'd say, just because it's—I mean—it's an awkward thing, regardless. Right. I had a lot of stage person. experience with music, but not like, not just by myself mm-hmm. talking. Like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But Where you yeah, have yeah. to use your words to be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy, and to be the one person in the room, spotlight on you with a microphone. I mean, it's like. One bad joke away from being a manifesto. It's a <laughs> fucking wild thing. So being comfortable. I don't know. Some manifestos are pretty fun. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, comfortability. And there, there will always be comfortability issues, I think. Probably. Right. I, I need to get more comfortable with crowd work. Yeah. Crowd work's a, a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I haven't, haven't been that brave yet. <laughs> it's fun. I did it a few times early where I'd have a moment where people just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I was like, well, now's the time. If I'm going to practice, <laughs> practice on somebody that'll talk back. Yeah. Because that's always annoying as fuck when you're like, oh, so where do you work? And they're like, mm-mm. <laughs> 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 Not me. <laughs> that's always annoying. But somebody, I was at the zone one night, <laughs> and there was, it, it was, I was towards the end of the mic, yeah, there was another comic in front of me. There's this couple at the front table. They've stayed there the whole night. And they're just talking. They're saying shit back to the comics. They're inebriated. Excuse me. They're inebriated. 
And the comic before me is up there, and they start talking to him, and he gets pissed, and they go, you going to tell another joke? <laughs> and he goes, nope, and walks off early. <laughs> and and it was my turn, and I was like, well, I've got to work these people now, right. because they're not going to listen to me. So I have to get them involved. And I went up, and I, I just I tried to find an angle right away, and I was, I was like... How long y'all been married? And they said, and I was like, you know how I knew you were married? Y'all got boxes for that food. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, young couples, couples that just started dating, they don't stop at the fridge before they go to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're stopping at the fridge. <laughs> and they went, depends on what's in the box. Oh, shit. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it depends. You might use it in the bedroom. And I was like, what's in the box? And they're like, crab dip. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, you guys ever ate someone out and it tasted so bad you put Old Bay on their pussy? <laughs> and it worked and we had a good time. And, uh, and, and then I could do that with my last yeah, minute. She may, she may have already, <laughs> I had, got to she may have already had it in her box. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, so I, I had a moment where I was like, crab work is easy. <laughs> where I was like, I can, it's a thing. Just put yourself in the position where like, you could totally fail, but even if you don't, like if you don't try you're probably gonna fail anyway because they're being assholes <laughs> right so right. it was yeah. like what do i have to lose <laughs> it worked out and it was fun that was a fun moment and i'm trying to do that more I'm trying to get some more crowd work it did not go well, well monday just yeah it definitely <laughs> <is. laughs> monday I don't, uh, we missed you guys at the mic monday yeah yeah i was like oh we're trying to name you sorry sorry, sorry. it was fine i wanted to go fine, Mike. i got home and i like Fucking, I I was gonna go and I just got home at like six. I think I was when we got home and like I, it was quarter after six. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I got fucking like thirty minutes to eat dinner and go up there. And I couldn't even like talk to Lori. I was like I dinner. Have to carry a conversation. Who the fuck is eating dinner? Well, I go home. I change and I immediately leave. <laughs> I don't have an excuse. I was just lazy. That's fine. It happens. <laughs> I was just like, I could, but I could also not. Yeah. <laughs> so. It happens. Yeah. Um, I went up and uh, I'm trying to work on some, some holiday bits because I have a show on the 30th of December. Nice. Nice. So I'm trying to work on that to get it ready. Uh, this was this was Millersville. No, 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 no. Where's the show? Where's Mickey's the show? Black Box uh, in right. Lidditz, yeah. PA. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, I think it's like three hundred seats. Nice. It's a small black box theater. Do they do? They're the ones that started that mic, right? They don't do a mic. They just start, oh no, I'm thinking of the one that uh, Matt was telling me about. Oh, the mixed media mic. One, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Lidditz, Columbia. No, same thing. God, Lancaster is so fucking weird. Central PA is weird, anyway. I don't know any other places. And maybe it's like this other other places. But the county is so... It's so big. It's so fucking big. I live in a different county. I live in a different town. Yeah. yeah. It takes me the same amount of time to get to Millersville Phantom Power Open Mic as someone who lives in Lancaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so big. What the fuck? York is, York is gigantic. Yeah, York is like that, too. I actually looked it up. York... Well, I was looked it up because uh, Disney World is almost Disney World. Disney, yeah, Disney World mm-hmm. is bigger than York. 
Yeah, the Disney is World's huge. Well, uh, Disney World, the thing you have to take into account is that they own all of that land. Yeah, yeah. The parks themselves, are I don't think they're that big put together. But, they just have everything but the way Disney World worked out, uh, Walt Disney used the company. He started making uh, it's almost like hedge funds, fake companies, to buy up all of the land that surrounded Disney World. And they own like a small continent. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's bigger than York County. York County is a gigantic, huge county. county. So it takes, I mean, it takes, it could take 20 minutes to go from one side of York to the other. Yeah, if yeah. There's, if there's any form, type of traffic. Oh my God. Especially because Route 30 sucks. Yes. Oh, this is hilarious. God. I go around Baltimore and like, it's much harder to traverse. I would go from, South Baltimore, all the way like through Baltimore North to like get to band practices or something. It's just if there are any listeners from not here, I hope you're enjoying the local part of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, To be fair, most of our listeners are in Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, it's true. (laughs) I looked at my stats. Mm -hmm. Most of my listeners are women. Ours too. What the fuck? (laughs) What? What? Yep. Ours like thirty five. <laughs> I'm single. Ours is like thirty five to forty four. Um, okay, mine are females. not females. Yeah. <laughs> They're not thirty five to forty four. <laughs> no, those are just the ones that make passes at me. <laughs> um, yeah, we we have like I think women. one at least one in every state, but the majority oh, the majority is I had Pennsylvania. UK pop up on mine. Like Us one too. person, I was like, "What?" The fuck? Germany too. Yeah. <laughs> I love the podcast. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> Ugh. Women. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's not for you. It's for the boys, dude. Anybody willing to listen? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, no, I'm totally happy to have women listen to the podcast. Speaking, they won't come to the shows. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the podcast, uh, Alphabet Soup. That's me. That's your podcast. That is my podcast. And your books. Uh, so anybody listening to this one, go look that up and, and listen to it. It's very good, very interesting, very entertaining. Um, but you get um, pretty cerebral about <laughs> yeah about uh, various... No, it's called high. Yeah. That too. <laughs> Blasted. <laughs> So I wanted to bring up something as like we are like very new comics, but like newer comics, like getting in and getting into podcasting. Mm -hmm. So the concept of like the Bill Hicks school, where like you're an artist, the second you start advertising something, you lose your credibility. Versus like today's climate, where everyone with a podcast, like. Yeah, you're hawking sattva mattresses and, oh, and yeah. better help and that kind of yeah. thing. Like, so like, is it? Where's the line with um, being an artist, and then where does it cross the line into where you're just like, where the focus is making the money and getting the sponsors versus being an artist and that kind of thing? Like, um, I guess what's, right. what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts on this? Yes. Well, this is a very nuanced topic. Indeed. Indeed. That's why I thought you'd be right for it. <laughs> I've only had issue with it once, and it wasn't a comic, but it was on a comics network. I don't know if you've ever watched Doctor Drew After Dark. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's on the a couple of one or maybe two. It's a fun time. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's on the YMH, your mom's house network of podcasts. Right. And he's a legitimate doctor. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And he had a product. It was a healthcare product. I can't remember if it was nicotine based or if it was like AG1 or something like that. Yeah. But he had a healthcare product. And I was like, is it right for a doctor mm. to tell you to buy this? Right. Because he's an actual healthcare professional. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not Rogan telling you to take this medication. Yeah, it's it's not Tom Segura being like, best sleep of your life. Like, it's it's an actual doctor. That was the only time that I ever really questioned it. Mm. I think for the most part in the culture surrounding comedy since the internet has become everybody's main thing. Uh, With comedy, it's a little weird. You can be funny and advertise stuff and it's fine. Now, a a lot of comics will try to make points out of their comedy, which I'm not saying anything on that. That's great. I love it. I love stupid comedy, and I love comedy that makes me think. I love comedy. Mm -hmm. So there are comics that will try to do that. I think it would take more issue with it if in the middle of your act, you were like, "Uh, (laughs) betterhelp.com. That would be, because that's, I mean, that's the crafted work. Podcasts are tough. But it is meant to be like Rogan always talked about. It. He's like, I just wanted to, to make to make it feel like the hang after a night at the store, uh, where we just sit around and talk shit. And then because I've always looked at the podcast as being a supplement supplementary piece of content that you get with a comic, yeah. right? For, for sure. the most for part, sure. when it comes to here. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. But. Because it's it's the supplementary thing where it keeps your fans and viewers engaged, and you can use it to make it look like a fucking NASCAR where you're putting stickers all over it and making all this money. It allows people, the comics, the freedom to take their craft more seriously because they can have a Patreon and they can have ad reads and they can put money in their pocket and they don't have to worry about a day job. And they don't have to worry about like getting. They don't have to, acting. They don't have to worry about getting booked every weekend and constantly being on the road. They can do the podcast. They can put some money in their pocket. They can be okay. And then, I mean, the podcast. I think most of the like real professionals will record two or three a day. They'll record multiples, but it's. I mean, you know, it's one day you take eight hours like it's a normal work day. You do that, and then you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Or even just Monday through Thursday to, oh, I, I need to write this bit down. I need to work on this. I need to figure this out. I'll head to the cellar tonight and work this 20-minute set out. Uh, it gives them that ability. And because of that, I don't, re- I don't really take, I don't really think they're sellouts or hacks for having that on the podcast. 